0: today on Bridges so when I look at this scripture I love the part about rejoicing in my confident hope don't you that sounds like a great thing to do and I like the keep on praying the be patient in trouble right there in the middle (sighs) that's the part where I kind of right stumble just a little bit like be patient in trouble I want trouble over don't you today as we get started we are going to talk about some of the top reasons that people lose their patience i mean not that any of you here today would have ever (laughs) lost your patience or that i would have ever lost my patience but what are some reasons some of the situations that people get into that most cause them to lose their patience one of the top ones that came up was when we are tired you ever lost your patience when you're tired How about hungry? (laughs) Put one family of four in an SUV, (laughs) and they are hungry. You're going to see patience, impatience uh, come up. How about waiting in a long line? Isn't that your favorite? You just wait, and it's like the person in front of you, they have one more thing. They want to pay part cash, part check, part credit card, and we're just waiting, waiting. How about waiting on hold? Oh, that's the best. The on-hold elevator music, just music to my ears. How about being transferred from department to department? When we feel like we get that runaround, I mean, we can lose our patience. A couple of weeks ago, I had to call a company about an order, and, you know, they they tell you to listen carefully because the menu options have changed. (laughs) Press 1 if you're calling about an order that you've already placed. Press 2 if you're calling about a problem with an order. And I'm thinking, well, for me, though, it's both, right? It is a problem with this order that I've already placed. So do I press 1 and 2? Do I press 1 and 2 at the same time? I don't know. (laughs) But what I do know is that whether we're traveling, whether we're driving to work, or we're at a family reunion, chances are there's going to be a situation that comes up that requires patience. So today on Bridges, we're going to call this Pack Your Patience Day. We're going to talk about how we can learn to pack our patience so that the character of Christ can be formed in us and so that we can go through a day and be more peaceful. Now the definition of patience is interesting. It's the capacity to accept, to tolerate, delay, to uh, accept trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. I'm sure we've never gotten angry or upset, right, with suffering or delay. So when we talk about this, we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to talk about how it's important to slow down and how we have to stop relying on our own strength. So when I say start at the beginning, I really mean start at the beginning. Let's look at Genesis 1, and um, it starts out there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. It says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters and God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night and evening came and morning came marking the first day. And you might say, well, what in the world does that first part of creation story have to do with patience? Remember, this is before sin had even entered the world. If you look at the creation story, God worked through a process. He had a plan. He could have just spoke everything into existence, right? He could have just said, let it all be, and everything could have come together, And yet, he went through an orderly process of marking the day from the night, of calling forth the light, and it speaks to us about the nature of God. It speaks to us about the way that God works. He works in an orderly fashion. He works through a process. And even though he has a plan, he patiently works that plan. The Bible is filled with stories about how patient God is, about how slow to anger he is, how he's our example. If you look even after sin, when God brought Jesus into the world, once again, he worked through a natural process. Jesus was born and sent as a baby. God could have sent him, right, as a fully grown adult. What would take more patience than to have been seated in heaven, right, and to have to come down to earth And be born just to an average, ordinary family in a manger, no less. (laughs) To a mom who's probably explaining to people, really, (laughs) I haven't done anything wrong here. This is the son of God. I can't imagine even what this young family was experiencing, what they were facing. But it speaks to us about the patience of God, about that even God... Though he could do anything at any time, will work through a process. He will work through a plan. He prep. He pr- prepares for things, and he does the same in our lives. We could, the moment that we get saved, like everything could just like become immediately right and uh, immediately transformed, and we would just know everything that's in the Bible. And while, while salvation does happen in a moment, in the instant that we accept Christ and ask forgiveness of sins. We know that transformation, right, and sanctification and learning about the Word of God, that those things take time and that they require patience. And the one thing that most of us don't want to do, that's slow down, right? We want everything quick and in a hurry, whether it's the line in the store, right? Whether it's even the prayers that we pray. What if it's even the dreams that God has placed in our hearts for our families, for the things that we want to do? We have the idea, and then I don't know if you're like me, but I just think, well, it just needs to happen, right? And there's something about us as we think about the things of God that we think, well, you know, if this is what God wants, it's just going to happen. It's going to be problem-free. There will be no delays. God just puts it in our heart, and boom! It happens. Yeah, so that's not how it works, right? (laughs) That's why we have to slow down. Look with me at Romans 12 and verse 12, and I'll read out of the New Living Translation. It says, Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. So when I look at this scripture, I love the part about rejoicing in my confident hope, don't you? That sounds like a great thing to do. And I like the keep on praying. The be patient in trouble right there in the middle. (gasps) That's the part where I uh, kind of stumble just a little bit like be patient in trouble. I want trouble over, don't you? It's like, God, you said I could come to you boldly and ask for mercy and grace in my time of need. So I'm ready for it to be over, God, right? And sometimes he says back... In that still small voice, sometimes by reading the scripture, be patient in trouble, and we think, what? God, what have I done to deserve this, right? How did a nice girl like me get into a mess like this? So I think one of the things when we talk about pack your patience, when we look at our lives at work or at school or in our family, we need to slow down. And reframe our expectations. You guys, we've been lied to. We've been sold and we've bought a bill of goods that just because God is on our side, that everything is going to be quick and easy. And that if it's God's will, that it doesn't take time. Or that there are not delays or that there are not obstacles or obstacles is one of my favorite (laughs) Arkansas preachers calls it (laughs) obstacles he says you can overcome every obstacle (laughs) we need to realize that we've accepted the framework of this world that everything should be quick and that even in the church we've given place to this idea that things should just be quick and easy, and if you just trust God and if you just pray, that the moment that you say amen, it's going to all come together. Now, I believe God hears us the moment that we pray. The moment that we pray, he is working on our behalf, and he is working all things out for our good when we love him and when we're called according to to his purpose. But that doesn't mean that we won't ever have to be patient in trouble so we've got to slow down and sometimes that's a slowing down in our mental capacities because sometimes my thoughts run wild don't yours you ever had something unexpected happen and every thought that you think you could think is like going through your head at the same time and sometimes it manifests in the physical well even our heart will beat more quickly, some people, blood pressure will rise. I mean, there's a physical response to the stress that goes on in this world, and to say that that doesn't happen, that's just living in a place of denial. Our physical bodies respond to the stress, to the delays, to the disappointments, to all of those things that happen. And one of the things that we can do in order to pack our patients is to slow down. Reframe those expectations. Remember the middle part of Romans twelve twelve. Be patient in trouble. Look with me at Matthew 7 and starting in verse 7. It says there, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks receives finds and everyone who knocks the door will be opened it says you parents if your children ask for a loaf of bread do you give them a stone instead or if they ask you for a fish do you give them a snake of course not so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him so even in that scripture, as encouraging as it is to ask, to seek, to knock, that assurance that even as earthly parents that are imperfect, we want to do good for our children. Any healthy parent, even if they're not a Christian, healthy parents want good for their children. And so the comparison there is like if, if you all, being in a fallen world, want to do good for your children, how much more does our Heavenly Father want to do good for us? And you all, that knowledge is essential to slowing down. Sometimes I have to slow down and remind myself, wait a minute, God is good. What I'm thinking or what I'm going through right now, I don't perceive (laughs) or think of as good. But God is good, and He wants good for me. And he promises good to all who trust him. He says, those who look to him will never be disappointed. That our countenance will always be filled with joy. And so even in Matthew 7, uh, verses 7 through 11, we're taught about this persistence in prayer. You know, there are those teachings that say, well, you only need to pray once. You only need to pray once if that's how the Holy Spirit leads you. And if that's what you feel in your heart, then you pray once and you stand on that. Most of the time, though, we're to be persistent in prayer. That's why it says to ask and keep on asking, to seek and to knock. All of those things are verbs. Those are actions. That's our part. God does the supernatural. We do what we can in the natural. So these verses are to encourage us that it might take more than once it might take a long time I had as a guest on bridges not too long ago a couple that prayed for 14 years to get pregnant 14 years so I don't know how many times that they prayed but it wasn't once and I know that they prayed every day and I know that because I I am acquainted with them that. While they had their faith out there and they were believing, there was a lot of being patient in their trouble. There was a lot of discouraging days and discouraging moments. I remember one time I saw her on Facebook and she was giving a baby shower for a friend of hers. And I thought about what an act of faith and what an act of love to celebrate the good that's in somebody else's life while we are in the middle of whatever our own trouble or our own delay or our own disappointment. What a great act of faith. What a great demonstration of the goodness of God. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep. And so sometimes in the middle of our disappointments and our delays and in our patiently waiting situations, we've got to celebrate the goodness of God in other people's lives. That prayer that we're praying may have happened for them. Maybe it was a job. Maybe they became homeowners and we've been praying to be a homeowner for a long time or she or he just got engaged and man, we've been waiting for that. But we can pack our patience we can be patient in trouble we know that scripture encourages us to continue on to persist to be faithful to be steadfast so many times you'll see people who say well you know i tried christianity and it doesn't work it's like well you can't really try christianity right you either are one or you're not And when delays and when disappointments come and when God doesn't answer when we think or how we think, that's a patient in suffering, right? You look at the Apostle Paul and as he prayed about that thorn in his flesh. And that's a story that's just touched me for all of these years because that's so hard when we're suffering and we want something And sometimes it's someone we want them removed from our life, right? (laughs) They're a thorn in my side for sure. And it said that he sought God and he continued to seek God, which once again is another example of it's not usually praying once. And so the question can be, well, how long do you keep on praying? You pray until the prayer gets answered or until God answers you or redirects you in a different way. God is faithful. As Paul kept seeking the Lord and asking for that to be removed, he did finally get the answer. And it wasn't the answer that he wanted, but God made the pathway clear, right? He made it clear to Paul that Paul would bring great glory to God. So God gave Paul what he needed to get him through and the situation is the same with us in things that we've had to labor and things that we've had to pray more than once if we are really praying and asking god for help and taking time to listen and we're obeying him then even if we're asking for something that is not his will or that's not going to happen at some point that's going to become clear to us he's going to change the way that we pray he's going to course uh, Correct our way so that we can get on the right path. This is a part of Christian living. This is a part of patience in prayer. When we trust God, we can be patient. We can trust His timing. When we trust God and we pack our patience, we don't have to make anything happen. Everything I've ever had to make happen, well, I didn't have to make it happen, but I just chose to make it happen because I thought God wasn't going fast enough or... (laughs) Yeah, I thought maybe he didn't have my best interest at heart, right? He would need my help, right? It's always brought me regret and disappointment. And it's always been something that I had to keep up because it wasn't from God to begin with. And so when God doesn't answer the prayer that, the way that we want, we can trust that he has our best interest at heart. We don't always know how we should pray or what we should pray about. And he's faithful If we'll be patient, if we'll trust him, if we'll trust his heart, if we'll trust his timing. And then we come to stop relying on our own strength. Have any of you ever relied on your own strength for anything? I see nobody here in this room. We've just been casting our burdens on the Lord because he cares for us. We never get over into that area that we're trying. Have you ever tried to be patient? It doesn't work for me. (laughs) It's just not in my nature to be patient. Like I'm a type A person. I want it to happen like right this second. And so I would ask myself, well, how am I supposed to stop relying on my own strength? Like that's really basically what I know, right? But scripture makes it clear. Look with me at Galatians 5 and we'll start in 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, I don't know about you guys, but that's a list I want all of those items, don't you? Right? I want to be able to be loving. I want to be able to be kind. I want to be able to be patient. When there's a really long line, I want to be patient. And I want that to be coming from the inside of me. I don't want it to be one more really hard thing that I have to do in life, right? And yet the scripture says that the Holy Spirit produces inside of us. So like we can't make it happen. And when we try to make it happen, it only lasts for so long. Like maybe for five minutes for some of you. Two seconds for me. (laughs) I remember once someone in my family and we were... None of us were being patient, really. We were waiting in a really long line, and someone in my family uh, took a video of me being impatient. It was not lovely when I saw it. (laughs) You know, just the looks on your face, like... I'm doing the eyeball. And I think that, like, I'm being so cool. Like, no one is seeing what I'm doing. And when I looked at the video, I thought, ooh, with all the cameras today, you guys, we can't get away with anything. And I thought, if that's how that phone camera caught me, What did the people in the store see? So at that point, more so than I got caught, I began to see I've got to do something different here because what I'm doing in my own strength is not working. I was caught on camera with the eye rolls, (laughs) moving my head, doing all, you know, like, oh, I'm just so mad because, you know, sometimes at the store, Do you ever get in, like, the quick line, the the few items line? It says 10 or less items, and people go up there with 25 items. I had a guy, he was explaining to the cashier once, well, this is all the same item. It's all pop. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still 30-something items. But in my quest to learn to pack my own patience so that when I went out and in my daily life, that I could bring glory to God and also so that I could live in peace. You all, studies show people that are patient are in better health, (coughs) happier people. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves these things that God talks to about in, in His Word, yes, of course they make us good examples of who He is, but more than that, it's because He wants His children to be at peace. He knows it's not good for us to be all stressed out. And so He tells us, The Holy Spirit will do this for you, Monica. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will produce patience in you if you'll just yield. So I want to talk about some practical ways to yield. When we're in those moments that we are just seemingly running out of patience or that we're seemingly, that we're so troubled, so distressed, we don't know what to do next, we just want to fix it, I find it's helpful for me if I acknowledge God's presence in the moment. And if I'm by myself, sometimes I just do that out loud. I just, God, I know that you're here right right now with me in this moment. If I'm in a room full of people, that might be uncomfortable for the other people. <laughs> but I acknowledge it in my heart. And then I acknowledge that God has a plan for what I'm facing. And you all, even in those situations where it's just a long line or we're on hold forever because of a, a problem or whatever we need to do acknowledging that God has a plan for that moment that he has a plan for our life gets us out of our own way of trying to solve everything. It also helps us to slow down. Acknowledge that God is larger than what you're facing. And I don't know about for all of you, but sometimes it seems like what I'm facing is like way too big. I know intellectually that it's not too big for God, but there are problems in my life that I just think, there is no way that I could think my way through this. Sometimes it's debt, that there's no way on our own that we could pay that debt off. We have to acknowledge that God is bigger and rest in that, slow down in that. Acknowledge that God is all-powerful. Isn't that wonderful? The person on the phone that's going to tell us if we get the refund or not, they're not all-powerful in life. The person that just interviewed us for that job that could make or break us financially, they are not all-powerful. Your ex is not all-powerful. Your in-laws are not all-powerful. Nobody is all-powerful but God. And that God has the final say over your present and over your entire life. Don't you just feel a lot of stress coming off you right there? It's like, I can be patient because God has the final say over my present and over my entire life. I don't have to strive anymore. I don't have to work to make things happen anymore. And neither do you. When we go out, we can pack our patience. We can rest in who He is. We can start at the beginning and realize that even God demonstrates patience, right? We can slow down because we don't have to make stuff happen. And we can also stop relying on our own strength. We're just not strong enough to do what needs to be done. Our best effort, right, the best self-help book, just can't help us with these things that we need to have happen. We can be patient in all things like the scripture that we looked at in Romans 12. We can be patient in trouble. And so the challenge for all of us today is to say, let's be patient in a world that says, let's hurry up. Even sometimes in the church that says, everything's going to be quick and in an instant, even most suddenlies with God happen slowly over time. It seems like the big suddenly, because that's the grand finale, right? Right. But really, over time, God's been answering that prayer. Over time, God's been working in hearts and in these circumstances. So today is Pack Your Patience Day. And so we're going to pack our patience and bring glory to God and also give ourselves a break. It's hard to be under so much stress and to try to make things happen in our own life. And God wants us to be able to rest, to pack our patience, to show that we trust Him. So we're going to have um, this video today up on the website, along with other tools and resources that will help walk you through all of the steps to pack your patience today and tomorrow, because you know what? There's always something going on, right? (laughs) But he's bigger than all of the things that are going on, and he wants to do good for every single one of us. So we are almost out of time, but even as we close out for today, I want to encourage you all, be patient. Because God's love is still writing your story. You can purchase a copy of today's show for $15. Call us at 615-754-0039 or send a check to the address on your screen. Be sure to mention the program number. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit MonicaSchmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you.